Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome to Rise to the Top, a college football betting podcast with your host and number one college football handicapper, Freddie Wills. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to College Football Betting Podcast here. My name is Freddie Wills, and this is another episode of Rise to the Top, a college football betting podcast. This is our fourth podcast of the preseason and last time we talked about some of the surprise teams in the Power Five and the non-Power Five. And, and today we're going to be talking about uh, some of the top college football head coaching moves. I know it's been in the news for, I don't know, five months. But uh want to kind of talk about how it's going to impact uh, from a betting perspective and some of the things that you should be looking at. Um, I know last year I went through this um, and we talked about some of the big head coaching moves with uh, Baylor, Central Florida, Georgia, Iowa State, and uh, Virginia Tech. We went over some of the top ten. Uh, I'll have another podcast. We're, we're going to go over another top five in the non-Power Five. So if you're you're more interested in the non-Power Five conferences, it is easier to get a betting advantage in those conferences. Don't worry. We have you covered. Today we're, we're going to stick to the big conferences. Before we get started, for those of you that are new to the show, want to know a little bit more about me and this podcast, I want to make sure you know that you are not wasting your time. We talk only about college football, and we try to do it under 30 minutes. This is, like I said, a college football betting podcast. You know, I know a lot of, there's a lot of college football podcasts out there. There's not many that concentrate on college football betting. That's why I'm, I pull up as the number one podcast when you search for college football betting in your podcast app. I am very humble. I'm also very confident that you will find value in this podcast and hopefully make some money if you have the ability to become a client and invest in my premium content. Uh, if you can't do that, no worries. You can simply subscribe to Freddie's Premium Sports Picks newsletter, free at freddiewills.com. It's one email once per week with a premium play that I'd normally charge for. So um, in all reality, you can get two picks from me per week for college football. Um, You know, why should you trust my advice? Obviously, there's a lot of guys out there. I will say this, the one thing that differentiates me is I'm one of the few guys that actually only concentrate on football. There's a lot of guys selling you their basketball, their baseball. And honestly, honestly, you cannot be an expert in all those areas. Um, I've definitely found my niche. In uh, nine years of doing this, you know I've had seven out of eight profitable years in college football. I've gone seven and one against the spread in the championship games in my career. I've won over sixty percent against the spread for clients on my biggest plays. So I've been around the block. Um, you know, just to give you some some stats, uh, you can expect an average of forty seven and a half percent yearly return on investment. That's what I've averaged over eight years. And that includes my losing season. So, and the losing season was only minus 5% of your bankroll. So, uh, def- Hey, you can compare that with the S and P 500, which if you're into stocks at all, um, we know averages about 10% over the last 90 years. So, you know, Hey, you know where to find me, freddywills.com. There's more information there. If you want to, uh, do a little more research. I'm also on the sports capping.com network, which is over a hundred handicappers. And you can go to sportsbetcapping.com to grab, um, any other 
professional handicappers plays if you're still looking for baseball picks and other sports. So definitely check that out. All right, so I'm going to go through the top five college football moves in the Power Five. Uh, so we got Big 12 we're talking. We're talking Big 10. We're talking Pac-12. And we're talking Big 12. So a uh, lot to talk about here. And uh, let's get started. And I apologize. We're only going to be talking about four. One of my guys dropped off when I was starting to do some research. I really couldn't find any betting advantages. So we're just going to talk about four today. But uh, I think it'll be a quality four, starting with Baylor and Matt Rule, who comes over from Temple. He replaced uh, Jim Grobe, who stepped in just, just to kind of settle things down after the Baylor scandal. Of course, we know this team lost their entire recruiting class a year ago, and Rule definitely gets a pass this year. But uh, in reality, I don't think he's going to need one. Uh, this is a team Baylor started last year 6-0 and and then went 0-6 to close the year out once their schedule got tougher. But let's talk about Matt Rule here. He's clearly a different style head coach compared to Art Bryles. Actually, in reality, they couldn't be – any more different style in comparison. Baylor relying on offense to win games. Rule was not. Uh, Baylor operated with an extreme tempo. Rule did not. I mean, for example, Temple was 86 last year in pass percentage. And I definitely think we will see a similar style in play from Rule at Baylor. So what does this mean from a betting perspective? Obviously, that means we won't see as many high-scoring games from Baylor that we're typically used to. I think Baylor also, because of the limit they have on talent, will also want to slow the game down. They don't want to get into shootouts. They don't want their guys getting cramps. I, I think they will slow it things down. Although, I, I would be careful taking this team on a side here. There are a lot of unknowns right now, and they really, really are a wild card. I could see Matt Rule doing amazing things here in his first year, but I can also see somewhat of a 6-6 six and six year. And uh, worth noting is Anu Solomon, the quarterback from Arizona, transferred over where he he enjoyed a successful career. He's got a lot of experience, experience, and he fits what I think is more of a Matt Rule bold than the current quarterback, Zach Smith, who played as a freshman last year. So it'll be very interesting if Matt Rule is looking to prepare his team for the future or win now. And uh, I think that will be very obvious right away on whether or not uh, he starts Solomon at the quarterback position. Moving on, we're going to go on to talk about Minnesota. P.J. Fleck coached Western Michigan last year and, and was one of the hottest coaches on the market. He reminds me of last year's Justin Fuente, who left Memphis and took over a program that already was winning games in Virginia Tech. Uh, Minnesota, obviously, coming off a nine-win season, and they have they hire arguably the most coveted head coach to take over. Uh the Gophers returned just 12 starters, however, and they lost 28 lettermen, including their longtime quarterback, Mitch Leidner. Um, the offense could be in trouble because, let's be honest here, Western Mich- Michigan staff, again, a different playing style. They were known more as a passing team and taking over a team that has been notorious for running the ball first. Uh, we've, we've seen it um, a couple years ago with Nebraska. Nebraska, always, always a run-first type of team. And then Mike Riley, he kind of likes to throw the ball a lot more. He kind of hasn't been able to adapt. And he did struggle the first couple of years there before he having a good year last year. So I definitely can compare that to that as well. Luckily, this team actually should be favored in their first seven games. And 8-1 and one is not out of 
possibility. Uh, this could really lead to this team buying in PJ Flex, row the boat. I mean, there are a lot of lakes in Minnesota, um, but uh, I think this sh- should set up for an interesting October, November when the schedule uh, picks up. So from a betting perspective, this this team might be tough to bet on this year. Fleck took over an 4-8 and eight team at Western Michigan, and then he went 1-11 in his first year. He followed that up by two 8-5 years, and then 13-1 and one once his uh, recruiting. I mean, he dominated the MAC in recruiting, and it finally showed up last year when this team went 13-1. and one. You know, I, I do think Minnesota will go bowling. Obviously, they're going to be favored in their first seven games, but it's it's hard to really find betting value at this given time, possibly after they lose at Iowa and in Michigan. In back-to-back weeks, there might be a spot to take them as underdogs against Nebraska at home on November 11th. So that, that would be the game I would circle for a, a game that I'm, I'd be exciting to maybe back this team, but not, nothing until then. So moving on to Oregon, this is our third of four coaches we're going to be talking about. And they hired Willie Taggart after, you know, he did a marvelous job at South Florida. He he took over, he takes over an Oregon program that is usually littered with talent. However, the talent level has been going down and down, mostly because of Mark Helfrich. The recruiting has not been there, or at least up to par. They're still one of the top teams in, in terms of uh, talent coming in, but uh, definitely not where they're used to being. In uh, a little about Mark Helfrich, I, I mentioned so many times on this podcast that uh, I didn't think he was a good coach. And, you know, he, he started off his career as the head coach at Oregon going 24-4. and four, But that was with Marcus Mariota. And then without him, when, when Mariota left, he's gone 13-12, and 12, and finally he gets fired. Uh, this, this sort of all happened very quickly, to be honest, uh, Taggart taking over. It really reminds me of what happened to Charlie Strong, although people were saying Strong was going to move into a big-time coaching job for a long time. Um, I, I'm not going to say it won't work out for Taggart. There's a ton of talent to play with. Uh, there was as well at Texas. But remember, Strong turning around Louisville, playing in a weak conference. Louisville played in a weak conference. Strong did great things there. And then he went to Texas, and what happened? Taggart does the same at South Florida in a weak conference. Now he's stepping it up in competition. Not only in the opponents he's facing, but recruiting and the head coaches. Just to refresh everyone's memory, Taggart was 7-21 and at South Florida after a three-game losing streak to open up the 2015 season. He finished the last year and a half 18-4, and and 15 months later, after being 7-21 and at South Florida, he was named the Oregon head coach. I mean, this, this, this happened like overnight, it feels like. So from a betting take, I'm looking at fading Oregon. There are a lot of specialists that are excited about this move, but I will say this. Taggart did the right, he did do the right thing by bringing in Jim Levitt as as the defensive coordinator. I everyone who's listened to this podcast before know how high I am on on Levitt and what he did at Colorado. Uh, all he does is fix defenses. What's been wrong with Oregon in the last few years? The defense. The last few years has been atrocious. However, it did take Levitt. I will say this: two seasons to fix and start improving Colorado until he got them back to being like a top twenty-five unit, really a top ten unit last year. Um, the same could happen here, and although there's plenty of talent on offense, I don't see this all changing overnight, especially when they have to go on the road to play Stanford and Washington this year, uh, their division rivals. So uh, it will be an interesting season. I could see Oregon around the eight win total maybe, maybe higher if all things go right. But uh, overall, uh, it's going to be hard to really back Oregon. I would probably look to fade them. 
All right, so moving on to the last one, probably the most exciting one, or at least the getting the most hype, and that's Tom Herman. All he did at Houston was defeat three top three teams last year as double-digit underdogs. So if you are a Texas fan or you're you're probably expecting like what a national championship this year. I, I don't know. I, let's let's put the brakes on. Uh, let's not move a little quick here. I'm not. I'm not saying there won't be betting value with uh, Herman this year, but I am saying there's too much hype to get involved with this team early. Herman does his best against big-time opponents, and I'll wait until he has had like maybe a bad loss and a big opponent to back him. Um, I will say he's got USC early in the season. Before I, I completely take this team out of it, though, I did talk about them as one of my surprise teams in another podcast. I do think they will win a lot of games this year, and I do think they will go over the 75 win total that Vegas has set for them. I don't think they will be a good against the spread team though. And, uh, you know, Texas obviously has the experience, but it takes time to put in new systems. Herman takes over a team that went three and six in big 12 play last year. And that's all despite being plus 19 yards per game. So there's something to be said about that as well. If, uh, you know, Herman can easily flip the switch there. Uh, there's maybe a lot of bad luck built into there as well, which we'll, we'll talk about in another podcast when we're talking about bad luck and how teams uh, redeem themselves from bad luck. Um, <laughs> and to be honest, that, that happened to us a lot last year. Uh, early in the season, we kind of had like a bumpy road on our way to a 34% return on investment for clients. Our fumble recovery rate was like something like 120th out of all the, in terms of the teams we were backing they were recovering 30% of the fumbles for the, like the first eight weeks of the season. That obviously turned around and we had a profitable year. Um, that, that's why betting on sports is, is, is not for everybody. It's not easy or everybody would be doing it and everybody would be making money. So uh, it's definitely something you got to grind out. And uh, that's definitely what I did last year. So I'm expecting a big year this year. I'm expecting a, a little bit of a rebound um, because you can't, start the first eight weeks uh, the teams you're backing with a 30 percent fumble recovery rate um i mean at least five or maybe even 10 wins were were lost there because my teams just couldn't jump on the football um but anyways that wraps up today's show like i mentioned we're going to be talking about the non-power five head coaching moves and what it means from a betting perspective on on the next pod podcast but uh if you uh haven't already head on over to sportsbetcapping.com you can get free and premium picks from other experts who dominate and are considered niche experts in their sports. We have obviously archived records and other research mechanisms. You can go over there and uh, check those leaderboards out as well. And uh, I have some articles up there on who you should follow every sport. Obviously for college football, I feel like I am the best. I've proved, I've proven it. I'm the number one handicapper in career profit um, over at on the sports capping network. So definitely check that out or visit freddywills.com, leave me a note on Twitter. However you want to get in touch with me, you want access to my premium content this year. Uh, I have a lot of things linked in the show notes, so uh, take a look there. And uh, until next time. Subscribe to Freddy's Premium Sports Picks Newsletter, free at freddywills.com.